So whole nine yards. I'm typing. And I'm done. Not back yet. <laughs> and here we go. Are you alright? I can yeah. wait. No, 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 I was just typing a note on my paper. I'm good. Typing a note. It said sister on my phrases. Paper. You've got that Epson e paper finally. Yes, I'm typing a note on my paper. Kike Zibuke. Ha Hey, whole nine yards. Whole nine yards. It's not eight. Not nine. But not ten. Crap. Yeah, it's it all. It is nine. It's nine. Damn it. Yeah. It's okay because we don't know why that is, so it doesn't matter. Nope. Right? Yes. And it's another um, sort of display of merriment by us. <laughs> and, and, and in so doing, we are going to uh, put some terms out there that. Right, you said uh, death. Yeah, death is the topic. These death is the word. The the umbrella. Yeah, they're not like morbid. No, I mean mine aren't. I got I got a little morbid. Okay, well then maybe some of them I are. I got a little little bit, That's but fine. Hey, it's it's fine. It's part of it. Hey, listen, the biggest podcast category is true crime, where yeah. people are you know dismembered yeah. and hung, it's you true. know, and then. Uh, so, I mean, people mm. like a little morbidity. We do. This is like learning and morbidity it's, it's, at the same time. That's amazing. That's a great, that's a great comparison. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, in the death category, yeah. Ray, what do you have up? Uh, my first phrase that I researched was by the farm. Like, uh, yeah. Slash bought the farm. Yeah, bought the farm. Slash, Yes. And yeah, you usually hear it in past tense because of the yeah, right, right, yeah, because it's implying there will be no more buying. This person will be doing has done their final buying, yeah, right, and that's yeah, exactly. So we know that we're in the umbrella death category. So I'm not going to ask you what what does that mean. If you're if I'm buying, I'm dying. Sorry. That would have been a good intro. It was laying right there. Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. No, yes. Um, so I'm just going to take us on a trip around whatever. Okay. Enjoy. Uh, the old farmer's almanac would have us believe that this phrase uh, was first recorded in the 19, 1950s. Uh, Air Force pilots specifically, it seems. Uh, they would talk about retiring after they were done with their service. You mean 1950s? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I know. Uh, you know. Yeah. No, we're we're going places. This is this is one of them. No. There's yeah. Um, talk about retiring and buying a farm where they would, you know, enjoy the rest of their days after the service, and if they crashed, or you know, died during a mission or, or any time really, their comrades would kind of say like, oh, looks like you know, old Gus bought that farm farm after all, or or in a positive, you know, he bought that farm. Good old Gus. Which is like you said. He didn't. Right. No, it was a metaphor. Yeah. He wanted to. Oh, yeah. And in death, he can do anything. Oh, that's the, Im- the implication. <laughs> right. All right. Um, so uh, that's one, one way to go. Okay. A few different sources uh, list the story in an issue of American Speech in 1955. That uh, kind of says that if a pilot, Air Force pilot, happened to crash on a farmer's land, 
the farmer may decide to sue the government and they would be reimbursed for the damage done to their property. And then that would essentially buy their farm. Uh, right? I'm not getting, I'm not, I, I mean, how much damage you, you do? You know what I mean? You got like some corn. Like I'm not buying the whole farm. I, I'll give, I'll, I'll give you, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't know what the real estate prices were back then and everything. And with, with, I'm not sure. All right. I hear you. I, don't know. I, I mean, I get, it. I get it. Uh, there's this another theory, which relates to um, the National Service Life Insurance, which was a program created on October in October of 1940 to manage the insurance needs of World War II service personnel. And I have over two uh, 22 million NSLI policies were issued from 1940. Uh, until the program was closed to new new folks in 1951, but these these policies on servicemen's life were worth ten thousand dollars. All right, and that amount was said to be enough for a next of kin or perhaps a parent to pay off their farm or buy a farm if the service member had died. Their next of kin would get their ten thousand uh-huh. dollar payment, insurance payment. That's World War Two. Um, but it seems like this phrase is older still than even that, than the establishment of this, this insurance policy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have thought, but I mean, you never, I don't know. Right. Exactly. The, um, Oxford English dictionary has a definition of buy, which says to suffer some mishap or reverse specifically to be wounded, to get killed, or die. And it has a, of an airman to be shot down. Um, and mm. I don't have a date on that, but that might be the 1825 that I couldn't find. So there is a, uh, a book, The Slang of the American Expeditionary Forces in Europe. And it lists a definition uh, of buy it. Uh, to have something not desired, thrust on one unexpectedly, to be scored off or victimized. Uh, and so it puts that usage into 1929, which is pre all the previous kind of uses. Surely. And then there is a, it's, uh, I didn't, there's a, there's a notation in, in the book that I mentioned that says there is an earlier use of the term by dating to 1825. Um, now we're jumping back, but I didn't see any more information besides that. That was a citation in a, in a correction in a new volume. I didn't find a new volume. Yeah. 1825 that and the, you know, people are saying that the uh, postulation of the farm is a metaphor for a burial plot, you know, just in a general sense. Yeah. But that's, I mean, basically that there's some sister phrases that are like, buy it, bought it, you know? bought the plot all, all of your tenses yeah um but it seems the earliest usage that i found again which was just a citation in a book i didn't see the first usage uh, no. it said 1825 <laughs> was the first use of the sense no of the word by in the sense of of dying got it yeah so right. i pretty much bought it at the end there no it was uh, uh it was a good uh it was a good thing. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes they fall flat. It's not flat. It's okay. just maybe slightly unsatisfying, and that you just want it to be 
uh, you know. Yeah, that one is is unsourced, as as it is officially noted. As they turn out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I have uh, kick yes. the bucket. <laughs> kick the bucket. Yeah. All right. As we do, <laughs> Inspector Clouseau, kick is the bucket. bucket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Let me talk to you about that a minute. Yeah. So 18, no, 1785, everybody, 1785, we see this phrase defined by Gross's Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue. <laughs> nice. To kick the bucket, to die. So we're going to look at first some, some early uses of it that we have in print, um, 1770. In 1775, um, in this uh, uh, British magazine, mm-hmm. okay, uh, so there were several references to it. I don't know. I don't necessarily need to to read these passages, mm-hmm. but gotcha. but there they the odd thing about it is in 1770 they use the idiom. Mm-hmm. That's well, an idiom now, isn't it? Right and. Uh, five years later, the same magazine uses it and sort of explains it. Um, mm. And we've had that come up yeah, before, didn't yeah. we? Mm-hmm. Um, It'll get out there once, and then someone will come back and try to get it back out there. So in 1775, it was it was used to say uh, this quote here. As to your inquiries about old Wentworth, poor man, he died extremely rich, his disease stuck so close to him that it obliged him to kick the bucket. So mm-hmm. so we see it clearly yeah. that it meant he passed, mm-hmm. didn't it? Yeah, they bring up the phrase and they say, this is what I'm going gonna to use from now on to say he died. Yeah, and I want all of you to get it. So Get it. Uh, there's sort of a, a gruesome one that is proposed and it is a strong contender but mm, i say not really not just because it's unfavorable to my personal uh sensibilities um but so in a slaughterhouse um the apparatus from which you hang uh, an animal by their rear legs Mm -hmm. and and then uh, cut their throat or whatever the hell you're doing yeah well, it, it's known as a gamble, and that is spelled gambrel or gambril or okay. gamble, a couple different ways there. But in some areas, it's known as a bucket. But I think that came from possibly a French word, boucher, B-U-C-H-E-T. Okay. But I'll get letters about that. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. Uh, bucket so uh so the animal is uh is dying and 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 um kicking around mm-hmm. and so there are people that contend yeah. that that is kicking the right. bucket boucher yeah um but uh many also say i mean the uh the legs are in this thing, so the feet are through it, mm-hmm. and you can't really mm-hmm. kick it. Right. You might 
jerk around a little bit uh, before you're dead, mm-hmm. but you're not really kicking that kicking thing it. at no. all, are you? No. So I don't know um, about that one, and I'll tell you why okay. in just a minute. <laughs> now, there's another one that is a um, Catholic ceremonial explanation, which is also a bit questionable, uh, I am H-O. <laughs> so after death, uh, they, they'll, they'll put your body on this uh, here thing here, right? Uh, <laughs> what? What What are your thing? Well, I mean, anything, right? Anything. So okay. Uh, you're, you're on a table. Let's put you on a table. Right, if you want to be on a table, you're All on right. there. All right, cool. And um, so you, you get a cross mm-hmm. put on you and... and um, and two candles near it, but also mm-hmm. a bucket of holy water is put at your feet. All huh. right. Okay. So speculation uh, by those who speculate uh, say that, you know, you, your friends come to see you there laid out and um, they, they, you know, can dip in that their water and sprinkle it. But with the bucket at your feet, you can make the jump to mm-hmm. kicking the bucket. All right. That's a, that's a little wonky. Yeah. Did we do wonky yet? No, no. We had a, a long-time listener, first-time caller mm-hmm. suggest that. Well, I think get that one. We right? did. So here's my favorite, and you, you got to know what it is, right? I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, here's there's the I mean, some sometimes things are morbid. Okay, this is, sure. This, it's just I mean, it's part it's, of it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's you know you're you, you're gonna call it off, and you got a rope, and you got yourself set up. Oh, yeah. So you stand on a bucket. Oh yeah, sure. And then in order to call it off, you kick the bucket out, and and uh, and you're good to go there. Oh, that makes sense. That makes really uh, a lot of sense to me. Right. <laughs> like that seems right. Yeah. There may not be any great ways to lay credit to that one. Mm-hmm. It, the irony is, in researching publications for uses, what comes up is not the use itself, but speculation of the origin of the use. So you go, oh, well, here it is. And then, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. it's somebody this is what I think. speculating that it is this. Right. And that is problematic just said researcher, but <laughs> um, of the uh, being being laid out with the water mm-hmm. or the the butcher thing with the boucher, uh, which is questionable at best because it's a gamble. Yeah, uh, gambrel. Right. Or hey, it's time to go, and there's a bucket. Some people argued that I've I've never grabbed a bucket to stand on. I'm like, come on, really? man. A Homer bucket, homer especially, yeah. man. You see that standing around, and you need, uh, you know, to get up a little bit. It's down on the edges, like on the, but yeah. Yeah, I'll dump out things in the bucket onto the floor <laughs> to use that bucket as a step stool. Hopefully not liquids, but yeah. Hopefully not liquids. Yeah. So that is kicking the bucket. Kick the bucket. That's not. There is not a definitive answer. Un. But, uh, what is it? Undefined. What did we say? One of those. Yeah. I, I mean, but I, I, I say yay. I say it is, but that's just me. Sure. So maybe our listeners will have an opinion about that and 
did we we forgot to say? Did we say? Got, hit us up on the thing. I think so. Yeah, you said it in the beginning. Did I really? Or was that the beginning of the previous record? I feel like it was this one. I'm going to say it again. All right. Uh, tweet <laughs> us or Instagram us at whole nine yards pod. That nine is a number nine at whole nine yards pod. Or get us on Facebook at whole nine yards podcast. Or Rebecca will give us give you the email address after all of this. And with that, uh, what do you say we go to an ad break? Let's head on over. Wait. No. The show has not kicked the bucket. Uh, just give it <laughs> up. We'll, we'll just go to the break. Just on my week, huh? <laughs> all right, then. Oh, well, gems. It's Off okay. Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clemenemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clemenemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. So this is us. Back again. Yeah. And you know what? No. Um, we have more death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what an excited way to say that. I mean, I just have to, you know, be honest. Right. I I do. Although mine, it's related. Sort of. It is, is it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not gory or anything like sad like yours was. Depressing. Yeah. My next one isn't either. Oh, that's good. We'll, we'll finish later. Yeah. I'll leave you all happy. Yeah. Uh, so so what is it, Ray? Uh, I have the phrase Widow's Peak slash descriptor Widow's Peak. All right. Which, I mean, you know what a Widow's Peak is, right? It's a hair thing. Yeah. Right? I wrote that sweet point of hair. You know the one in the middle of your forehead. Is, it, I is had, it like a cowlick? No, it's uh, it, I mean, it's a genetic thing. I looked it up, but I didn't write it down because I didn't think anyone would care. I don't know why I didn't do that. It seems I like know. some of the people. That's would all know. we care about. Yeah, right. right. Now. Wow. Uh, it is a dominant gene, purportedly. There's like a lot of arguments about whether it's 
a mutation or whether it's a dominant gene, honestly. So I, I guess I didn't write it down because there was kind of both sides arguments. I got you. Yeah. Um, but it is that point where your hair comes together in the middle of your forehead. I had one of those when I was a kid. When and I then had, it when went I away? Had hair, when oh, I had hair. Oh, oh, oh. Which I just read today, they think is some kind of like RNA related flaw. The baldness. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, whatever. I missed the, my widow's peak. It was pretty sweet. But I digest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hair... Uh, protect us from the elements, right? So maybe we're not in the elements enough, and so we just right. evolve out of needing it. I mean, essentially, that's what our happened to us over time, yeah. We didn't need hair when we made clothes. Yeah. I come from a long line of hat wearers, perhaps. Something. <laughs> but, but yeah, go on then. Uh, Widow's Peak. Uh, this basically is kind of a direct relation uh, they, the lore of this is Widow's Peak is that it was a uh, a portent or omen that if a person had this, that they would leave someone a widow or become a widow. Oh. And just in lore. I mean, that's not, you know, old wives' tales. All right, but that's what it's called. What? Yeah, it's be, it's called that because of, um, it, it essentially looks like a, a widow's hood or a mourning cap. A widow's cap. All of these three things are kind of similar. Which was uh, the the widow's cap seems to be old English times, which is fifteen hundreds. Um, and the widow's hood seems to reference like Victorian era, which I believe is eighteenth century. Nineteenth uh, century, yeah. Nineteenth century, eighteen hundreds. Right, that's that thing that I do. Yes, eighteen hundreds. Yeah. But the widow's cap seems to be older than that. Um, but a, a widow's hood was a hood that Victorian women would wear um, in their strict codes of conduct that they had odd modesty and morality things about it, that area. But the hood would kind of cover your head and come to a point um, over your forehead, essentially, looking like a widow's peak of hair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I keeled over. I'd hope my wife would like wear an armband Mourn. or something. I mean, there were the strict rules of conduct about this kind of stuff. Going in public as a widow, you would wear these things, and you could. I mean, it sounds like there were different more. I remember learning that there were different mourning periods, and you do different things during each period. And I think I read that Queen Victoria mourned for forty years, but that sounds like a long time. I think that's what it was. Maybe it was four. I mean, four and 40. No, I'm aware. I don't have a wife. I'm just saying if I did <laughs> if have a did. wife. Yeah. Um, she should be mourning. Sure. Yeah. And then and, and she was a Victorian lady. She would wear a widow's hood. A widow's hood. That would then reference the widow's peak hairline of later. We see this hair thing on somebody and say, that looks like a widow's hood. Yeah, exactly. And then so we call it a widow's peak. Mm-hmm. And that's it. End of story. Kinda. All right. This this it's like the shape is used throughout history to describe other things that also have like points. A widow's peak. It it can be loosely translated to something with a point. And now it makes no sense to us because we don't see widows' hoods. We don't wear mourning caps and mourning. I mean, some folks do. Honestly, I've seen some some mourning folk. Sure. Yeah, 
but it's not uh, as common as it was when these Victorian morality right. rules were in place. Yeah. So that every, it was a point of reference for a lot of more people. Yeah, it was clear and present. There's lots of uh, art and uh, portraits and things, and you'll see it a lot, honestly. And 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 women, they'll have this kind of little tiny triangle of a cloth that just like pokes on their forehead. I mean, it goes to a head scarf thing, but it's just that, yeah. 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 I looked up a couple paintings as as I came across. But yeah, that's what it, it kind of direct directly references the widow's hood morning cap. Well, great then. Yeah, notable widow's peakers besides myself uh, are Eddie Munster. Eddie Munster. Dracula. Dracula. The Joker. That's it. No one else in history. That's not not it. No, Marilyn Monroe had one, I think. I kept Paul Ryan kept popping up, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, people people have them. Yeah. I do not. It is a genetic trait, as are ev- as is everything about us. All right. Widow's Peak. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? I have an odd one. Oh yeah. Devil to pay, which I I uh, you okay. know I don't say devil to pay, um, but I, I reckon pay. people do, and um, devil to pay. Yeah, it it's in reference to a person making a pact with the devil. Yeah, I went for something they want. Right, I went to Robert Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossroads, Crossroads. And all that, right? Yeah. So and and so you know, one of the better known old examples. Man, uh, uh, a Faust, you know, there's a, mm-hmm. man, that painting, I'd yeah. like to have that painting, but uh, I guess it's expensive, right? I can't have that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's going to set you back. That is definitely setting me back. Unless you can so. get one of the post-restored post ones that gets all screwed up and someone paints a monkey face over it. <laughs> yeah, but then you don't want it anymore. You don't want that. Yeah, uh, maybe I'd get, just get something, like some sort of, print of it or something oh it'd be much better yeah well much more affordable right reasonable so there's a lot of of well naturally it's it's devil right so Mm -hmm. right so you say oh um there's this there's all the christian devil stuff Mm -hmm. um lots of references biblically to um being uh challenged or being tempted mm-hmm. uh, by Satan, by the devil. Um, but the, those are loose. There's loose connections there with with the actual way we use it now to say, oh, I did I, I did something and now I, I I owe the devil consequence. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not as straightforward because the, uh, the biblical stuff is so um, immediately punishment driven. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 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 in uh, in that set of rules, you really wouldn't even just you wouldn't mess around. So because there's <laughs> lots of examples that are like, wow, man. I, so it's it's yeah. it's better, you know, in our current day context where it's sort of um, a sort of a metaphor for uh, there's a price to pay, mm-hmm. not your eternal soul damnation. And yeah, is it like a dues a dues to pay, or more of a more dire than that? Uh, 
Like I'd say, I'd say, some sort of dues or some sort of uh, of, of strife that you're going to that you'd be beset with, right? Yeah, I was going lighter or uh, heavier. Well, I mean, with if if we used it, which I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't use it, but I mean, it, you you would toss it around lightly. It could be a couple guys at the mill. <laughs> just, just Are there still mills? Yeah. Um. So if you work in a mill, let us know right in. <laughs> ask, do you say this phrase? <laughs> do you say this? So my, my my point here is there are a lot of um, coming out coming out of Christian devil ideology mm-hmm. that uh, a, a lot of these ideas about this and references to it that get looser and looser over time. So. In the 1700s, there are there are references to um, someone trying to make a peace accord. I won't go into all the details of it. Uh, and in in the end, what they realize is they're getting something, but they're they're giving up a lot. You know, a lot of the of their um, mm. country's liberties mm-hmm. will be damaged by mm-hmm. agreeing to peace. So there's a, there's a good. But there's a devil to pay in mm. in the end for all of that. Right. But the real crux of it is gonna throw you because <laughs> it threw me. All right. Our good friend came back from out of nowhere on this one to me. Yeah. To say, oh, guess what? It's one of these, and I don't mean Middle English, <laughs> but no, nautical. No, what? I know. Oh man. We're sailors. <laughs> We're sailing. We, I mean, which is continually odd to yeah. me because how many boats were there versus how many people? Like you weren't, but I guess we're, they had all the best stories, you know. Yeah. And, well, right? right. So they came back with stuff. Sure. Tales uh, of the, the foreign lands. Yeah. Sailing. But. Is it like Bermuda Triangle? Bermuda Triangly? <laughs> uh, uh, just odd and weird. <laughs> okay. That's so, that could be good. But, but here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, I have I have a big old dictionary from, from way back, mm-hmm. like a pre-war. I don't know what. And I, I didn't look in it, and I should have. <laughs> because I can't, in uh, any other dictionary... Uh, trace this that's not some you know electronic thing mm-hmm. online stuff where i go i don't know if this is true or not somebody's typed this in so i and i read it and i'm going to take it but let me tell you mm-hmm. something all right because this is what i wondered the devil yeah which is it the devil is it the devil the uh, by definition mm-hmm. the seam which margins the waterways on a ship's hull is the devil all right, I, I'm just I'm just reading you what I what what I learned. It gets better. All right, to pay something, the P A Y word. Yeah, I didn't want to pop. No, you wait. And um, to pay, to smear over, to pay the bottom of a ship or boat, to smear it over with pitch. So if what? you're going to need to put pitch, yeah. in the seams near the hull. You have the devil 
to pay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I mean, I, I, we're we're recording. Right. Listeners are listening. What? I can't. I can't risk it here. I'm, I got to just tell the truth. Wow. Yeah. What? This is what I'm trying to say. No, to it's huh. So we're sailors now. I'm never not thinking anything as a sailing origin. Everything <laughs> I go in with is that first now. <laughs> so yeah, but. We don't butt. What? What's the butt? Well, the butt is clearly we we if we used it, we use it in terms of so so. Right. Wait, wait, let me let me go back. It, there's there's a longer phrase, right? Okay. Swab the deck and go pay the devil is what the longer phrase is. Is that it? So the so the thing is no there's a longer phrase from from which that's derived. So there's two steps to why this is multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Multifaceted steps to the multifacetation. I'm just saying the longer phrase is the devil to pay and no pitch hot. So this is to say yeah that I I have stuff to do and nothing to do it with, really. Yeah. Basically, I have to seal that hull crack, and I don't have any. I can't. Water's coming in, and no one warmed up. No warm pitch. Yeah. We really miss a lot in that context. You do. Without the back half. I know. But <laughs> when you hear it like that, and you break it down like that, versus yeah. what we might use it now with the devil being Satan. Yeah, Christian and, devil. Yeah, and saying, uh, I'm going to go out tonight and, 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 and drink, even though I have to work at five in the morning, and say, well, I have the devil to pay. You, know, you might use it like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's kind of entirely different, different. from the, the nautical origins. Uh, yeah. So it... It's another one that makes me look at that phrase differently. If I, you used to say that, and you stopped saying that, like <laughs> say if the you, whole thing, if you said it, yeah, right, you would say now you'd go well. I'm not. It's not because I'm going out drinking and I got to work at five. This is entirely different. This is like can't. you're not giving me the tools I need for the job or something. The, right, right, I got something to do and I can't. I can't get it done with what I have. The devil to pay. And no pitch hot. No pitch hot. Yeah. Nice. So, um... Wow. Yeah. That is all I have. Journey. Yeah. That was a good one. Devil to pay. And that's our death episode. I kicked the bucket on this one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And Ray's going to tell me I already said the Twitter and the Instagram thing. You did. Because I keep asking. I think we did this time for sure. It has to be. We have to have done it by now. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, use that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Whole Nine Yards pod to uh, send us your thoughts, comments, suggestions, and relative criticisms. And uh, we'll be here to accept them with joy. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel good there. Same. So I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're, we're not, not idioms. idioms. I did like a, nice. like a harmony. I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org 
or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at wholenineyards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. <laughs>